If you remember in my previous episodes, we spoke a great deal about how the gut is directly connected to your mental health, emotional health, physical health, and it has an impact on almost all aspects of your body, right from neurological health, gynecological health, gastrointestinal health, or even your musculoskeletal health. Almost 90% of the diseases in our body are triggered due to an unhealthy colon. It's a proven scientific fact that 90% of the diseases are triggered from the colon right from clinical depression to constipation to cancer to skin diseases like rosacea, eczema, psoriasis to even psychosomatic imbalances like anxiety, stress and depression. How do we keep our gut healthy and how do we take care of our bodies? Considering the fact that even our skin and hair depends on gut health, we must definitely heal ourselves from within rather than just fixing our body from the outside. Let's talk about digestion. Hi, I'm Dr. Dimple Jangda. I'm your podcast host and I welcome you to A Gut Story. This is a podcast, a platform where we're going to discuss healthy everything. A healthy body, healthy mind, healthy emotion, healthy energetics and a healthy spiritual journey. We're going to also discuss stories of courage, grit, confidence, discipline and patience that helped several people overcome tragic events in their life and physical trauma. And we're also going to learn from several natural sciences like Ayurveda, naturopathy, homeopathy, yoga, on how to reset our body back to good health and bring ourselves back closer to nature. Welcome to A Gut Story with yours truly, Dr. Dimple. I know a lot of people in the cities now struggle with the most basic problem, digesting foods. They seem to suffer from a whole lot of gut-related issues like indigestion, bloating, gases, flatulence, constipation, diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, hyperacidity, acid reflux, burning sensation, discomfort in their abdomen, and a whole lot of other issues. You can fix it by just eating the right foods in the right quantity. That's right. Your stomach is the size of your fist, and the amount of food you can eat at any point in time should be 80% of your appetite. But instead, how much food do we eat? Gluttony has become one of our sins. We eat almost three to four times our capacity. Even if you open up your fist and stretch your palm out, that's the maximum your stomach can stretch. Don't overload your stomach with excess amount of foods because then, just like a blender that is filled up to the top, the stomach cannot function when it's filled up to the top. You need to leave 20% of space for air and space to move the foods round and round and aid the digestion process. In fact, yogis who practice yoga and all the principles of yoga eat only 50% of the appetite and leave 25% space for fluids and liquids that they're going to consume after the meal and 25% space for air to circulate the food and aid the digestion process. While that might seem a little difficult in the beginning, at least you can begin with eating 80% of your appetite. The next thing to do is Eat only when you're hungry. When you eat without a hunger, without an appetite, you're actually loading your system with foods that will stay in the tummy, remaining undigested and leading to what is called undigested metabolic waste. This is what we call in Ayurveda as ama or poison, which is also called toxins. Literally every organ in your body depends on your ability to digest foods, absorb and assimilate the nutrients and eliminate the toxins on a daily basis rather than letting it get accumulated in the body. So eating only when you're hungry is an easy trick to make sure that you don't have indigestion. Number three is chewing your food. It sounds so simple, but we seem to miss the most basic step of digestion. Digestion begins in your mouth. 
Your mouth is an interesting organ where billions of bacteria reside. This friendly and unfriendly bacteria, healthy and unhealthy bacteria. The bacteria in your mouth also aid in breaking down complex foods. And most importantly, every time you chew, your mouth is creating that much saliva that aids the digestion process and breaking down of complex molecules in the food. Be it carbs, proteins or fat, your mouth must create enough saliva that aids the digestion process in the stomach. So digestion begins in the mouth and the simple trick is to chew your food 32 times at least with consciousness. Be conscious when you're eating your food. Do not be distracted by television or social media or looking at your phone because what happens then is the brain is then focusing on consuming content and not nutrition. Your brain is directly connected to your gut and your gut is directly connected to your brain through a neurosis that sends messages every micromillion seconds. So when you're consuming food, your gut is continuously signaling to the brain on what is happening in the gut. The brain signals back on what kind of digestive juices to create, how much bile to produce to break down the fats and how to aid the digestion process, how much metabolic fire to keep and not. You must allow your brain to focus on one activity at a time. Use your hands to eat food. This is a native practice of many countries. They still consume their foods using the hands and there's a simple reason for it. It's not lack of evolution or modern equipments and tools. It's simply about remaining connected to nature. It's proven in yogic scriptures that when we use our hands to eat food, we're stimulating the five elements in our body. Earth, water, fire, air and space. Every finger corresponds to a specific element. For example, the thumb corresponds to fire. The index finger corresponds to air, the middle finger corresponds to space and the ring finger corresponds to earth while the little finger corresponds to water. By simply pressing points on your fingertips, you can activate specific elements in your body. For example, if you're experiencing burning sensation or hyperacidity or acid reflux, you can simply bend your thumb and hold it down with the other fingers. It's called yoga mudras. But coming back to how you can use your fingers to aid digestion, it's a simple logic. When you use your hands to eat food, your fingertips, the neurons, transmit messages to your brain on what kind of food you're about to consume. The hand also sends messages to your brain on what kind of texture the food is. And based on the messages the brain receives from the hand, it sends messages to your mouth organ on how much saliva to create. And corresponding to that, your other senses start working. When you smell your food, your olfactory senses also send messages to the brain on the kind of aroma or the kind of spices that have been used to cook the food. Your ears also listen to the crunching sound of the foods and transmit messages to the brain on how hard or soft the food is. You're using your eyes to eat the food because that also consumes information. Your eye looks at the food and communicates to the brain on what kind of foods you're consuming and it can actually prevent food poisoning if you just pay attention to what you're eating. Not just that, your taste buds play a very powerful role. You need to be able to enjoy the food you're eating. And that's only possible if you give undivided attention to the food on your plate and the food in your mouth. Also, when the stomach is busy digesting and welcoming food, it is so busy that it takes a while for the stomach to send messages back to the brain that it's full. So quite often, even before the message comes from the stomach to the brain, we've ended up eating another 20 to 30% of our meal and thus we end up feeling bloated and heavy. Now the stomach acids get pushed upwards, leading to burning sensation, hyperacidity and acid reflux. 
The simple trick is, for example, if you have an appetite for, say, three pieces of bread, or as we call three pieces of roti in India, with some vegetables and lentil broth on the side, you eat two pieces and just lean back on your chair for a few minutes, barely two to three minutes, I would say. Give your stomach and your mouth a rest for two to three minutes to reset and pause. In those two to three minutes, the stomach is able to gauge how much of it is full and sends a message to the brain on how much it can welcome or how much it should not. It gives a signal to the brain to stop consuming more food. If you still feel hungry after a few minutes, you can go back to eating another half piece of bread. You'll notice that the amount of foods you're consuming at a point in time has dramatically come down by 20 to 25%. Eventually, your body will start acclimatizing and adjusting to this new ritual that you're practicing, that is to eat only 80% of your appetite. This aids the digestion process and allows the intestines to fully absorb and assimilate the nutrients. In our next episode, we're going to talk about the digestion period for different food groups so you can also understand how much of these foods to consume and also what combinations of foods to eat and avoid. Stay tuned. We're going to bring more content to you in our next episode. Here's to a healthy living and a healthy you. Hey guys, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave a comment below so we can learn how to improve ourselves. Like, subscribe and definitely share this with your loved ones, your friends, family and relatives so you can become an influencer of good health in their lives. Until my next episode, here's wishing you unconditional happiness, love, forgiveness, kindness, empathy, compassion in everything that you do. Here's Dr. Dimple Jagra signing off.